Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 146 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you and basically right after the Clippers game. Uh, we uh, just lost this game 89 to 105. Um, I'm getting mixed emotions for the most part. But before we actually get into it, let's actually talk a little bit just uh yeah, like t- talk about some stuff outside of the king or outside of this game, and then we'll get into the game. And with me, of course, to do that is Fong. Hello. Yeah, sorry if the pacing's a bit off. We just finished the game. Not the happiest, happiest man right now. And uh, yeah, gonna be a little, um, little choppy. Let's just say this episode. Same with some other episodes. But uh, so let, let's start with this. Uh, Kings signed a. I don't. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Ade Murky. I'm just going to call him Murky. And Emmanuel Moutier from Lithuania. Uh, yeah. To both ten days, correct? I believe so. Yeah. I'm under. I know both of them are under the hardship thingy. So yeah. So yeah, pretty interesting pickups. Uh, even though we didn't really see Ade too much in this game, we saw a little Moutier, and uh, we'll get to that. And I'll, I'll clarify this. Uh, so you were asking why Moody didn't play as much. I mean, he literally just joined the team, I think, literally today. So I don't know. You, I don't think you play a guy, like, right away unless he's, like, super good. And, you know, no no shade to no shade to um, Moody, but, you know, he's not a guy you just plug in right away. So mm-hmm. I get why. Um, we'll get to it. And um, next up, next on the uh, news front is uh, Keita, unfortunately, the pride of Portugal in health and safety protocols. Uh, he will be out uh, for the time being until that he clears it, basically. And again, it, it, when someone enters health and safety protocols, it does not necessarily mean they have COVID. It could be just contact, contact tracing or it could be some or, you know, it just could be a mix up. You never know. So don't always immediately assume it's COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, hope for the best for him and hopefully we see a speed recovery for him. And, you know, for our players, because we really do need them back. Of course. Uh, uh, but one guy that is back, uh, Rashawn Holmes is back. Finally. Uh, so he is now wearing a mask uh, to basically protect his eye. I think he's wearing goggles and a mask, if I remember right. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> yeah. So he's finally back. Um, he unfortunately did not play a lot of minutes this game. And let's get into this game now. Now that we've kind of gotten through those, uh, gotten through um, the basics. So this game started out really ugly for the Kings. Um, Buddy Heel breaking shots. Uh, Halliburton had a lot of turnovers. He ended up, let's see, he, he, had, he ended up seven. I believe at five in the first quarter or the first half. And, you know, some of them were just unforced, just brain farts. Some of them because of the defense. But like that, but Halliburton was just a little off in the in the first half, although he was still good. But like some of his passes were just a little off. Buddy, like you tell you talk to me about Buddy. I didn't really get to watch the first half of the game. Uh, let's just say Buddy seemed like the, I don't know why I keep on saying this, but he just seemed like the old Buddy we know. And by the old Buddy we know is the guy who, you know, dribbles up the court and makes his own shot. Not playing some team basketball. He's just making his own shot, hoping it goes in. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he only win like what one for 10 in the first half i believe so i have the number one for 12 
Okay, even worse. So not the greatest. Yeah, pretty much uh surprisingly he had zero turnovers. But you do you know what? Those missed shots might as well be turnovers because once he misses a shot, Clippers rebound, they go to the other end, score easy buckets. Uh, because our you know our transition defense isn't the greatest and we can't really get back to the our end quick enough to, you know, guard the easy layup. So there's that. So uh, yeah. Five for eighteen from free, geez. So remember how I mentioned uh, the the how Draymond Green read the scouting report on Buddy? Well, clearly Ty Lu emphasized the scouting report because also on the other end, they they hunted Buddy. Like they got Buddy switched on to Paul George, they got him switched on to Bledsoe. Like they're only two real ball handlers, and they just hunted him. I mean. Like they ran essentially what LeBron does in the playoffs. Like, hey, c- c- come over here, screen for me. Let me get that switch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack this guy. Every, just, it felt like just about every time. It pretty much, yeah. Every, to be honest, every time, like I'm not, I wasn't expecting Bledsoe to play well, but he played pretty well, especially you know since Buddy was guarding him. Um, Paul George, uh, six for eighteen, still pretty good, but ah man. Of course, you know, it's, it's got to be Buddy. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know who else to blame but Buddy for this game, in my opinion. Oh, I, oh, I got a guy. And I, uh-huh. I don't even want to shit on him. But uh, also, um, just a quick uh, one for the one for 12 and you saying, like, some of those shots to be counted as turnovers. I have a fun uh, thing. So, like, for you, this is kind of a deep cut. But for those of you guys that used to watch a b-ball breakdown. Uh, so, um, Fong, a b-ball breakdown ha- – he they did he did a breakdown on Brandon Jennings back in the day, uh-huh. and he basically was trying to break down like how Brandon Jennings was this low efficient shitty point guard essentially good decent player but a shit point guard, and basically you know he was he has a slow release he was a bad three point shooter he was not exactly a good passer so you know what what is good about him granted a very biased video to a certain degree but then one thing that kind of stuck out about Brandon Jennings he has very low turnovers. And then he and then he goes on to break down why he has a very low turnover. Basically, he Brandon Jennings shot around under 40 percent for, I think, all of a season with the Bucks. Um, Let me go just check that real quick. I don't want to let's not shit on him. Like, you know, let's see. Okay, basketball reference. So career, he shot 38 (laughs) percent. Okay. (laughs) Okay, his first two seasons, 37 percent from the field. Uh, second season, 39 percent from the field. OK, so he did actually break uh, the 40, the 40 uh, percent threshold. He shot 41.8 percent his uh, his third year in Milwaukee and then shot under 40 percent again. So, yeah, the, the picture, the picture I'm trying to paint, not a, not a very efficient player at all. And so one of the reasons why his turnover was so low was because he would take these hard-ass ISO shots that might as well be turnovers. And even though, like, his turnover number is technically low, like, though those kinds of shots basically killed the offense. And, you know, he ended up not lasting – well, yeah, he actually lasted decently long in the league. But, like, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that this was basically Buddy. Like, even though he didn't turn it over, like, he took some bad – bad 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 shots there was one play where you know kings get a stop he get he he comes down to transition gets zubach uh gets zubach switched on to him 
And he attacks for a moment, then backs up to the three-point line and shoots a contested three. Like, those were the kind of shots we're talking about. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know, I forgot how many games ago now, but we were playing pretty good offense with, you know, Buddy shooting um, a lot less attempts, let's just say, and uh, being a little more efficient elsewhere in terms of maybe a, a few more assists. Uh, I mean, to be honest, in this game, he actually had free assists, uh, good rebounding, and he did deflect and, you know, played. Uh, what am I saying? He didn't play that great defense. He did get a couple steals or one steal and two blocks. I mean, I'll give him that. But other than that, like, what happened, like, during these past few games where we give him a lot less attempts and, you know, set him up, eh, set him up uh, how we should have? Well, um, looks, well, at least we'll, we'll give him a little slack for this. In the second half, he was better. He end so he was one for twelve in the first half. He ended up four four. He ended up four for ten. What is that? Ten. Yeah, four for ten in the second half. So, eh, <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's like really mostly in the beginning of the fourth quarter, though. Uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter, I mean. Yeah, I, I, again, I, again, like I know, I know, like we want to shit on Buddy as much. I'll, do, I guess I'll, I'll do the devil's advocate thing. I'll defend him. I mean, it, Halliburton was missing too, and Barnes yeah. was missing. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't a, it, you know, it, I think they just gassed. Like, you oh, know, yeah. we look at, look at the minutes total: forty-three minutes for Hall, Halliburton and Buddy. They did not step. They basically played from the start of the third until garbage time. Like, basically, they never sat down, and I thought that was a mistake by by Doug and this honestly the weird obsession they seem to have of just letting buddy play through his struggles just why why does he get the leeway and I like this is probably this like I like this was the thing I would say you know Alvin needs to get fired for but it's not an Alvin it's not an Alvin exclusive thing like you know Luke Luke was doing it and now Doug is doing it and I, I assume it is a um, Alvin influence because remember the first year with Luke, he he got no leeway. He was he was benched for quarters. Mm-hmm. He was benched in the fourth. Like he like there was a game I remember we went into overtime and he didn't play the entire overtime. Yeah, I think yeah he got benched until like the second overtime I think against one of the Timberwolves games. Like what happened? Why is he getting so much leeway? And it's just it's it's confusing. And they're just gonna let him play through his struggles. I, I mean, g- granted. I don't know what the what the alternative would be, but like like maybe just give Mo more minutes. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking more third unit, but then again, it's like how much can we give up until Buddy is eligible to come back in? Hell, you know what? Like they could have even gone with your new favorite player, Emmanuel Mudiay. Like maybe just have <laughs> let him see what he's got. Like. I don't know. I get why I didn't play in Moutier, but like Buddy was really bad for stretches. And granted, again, he was better in the second half. Like, yeah, we'll give I, him credit for that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, in the past, he was um, terrible, like god-awful during the third, fourth quarters. But now it kind of flip-flopped. He's now terrible in the first half and somehow a lot better? I mean, putting quotation marks. Comparatively. comparatively. Yeah, comparatively better. In the last half, so I I don't know. I'm okay. just gonna shrug to that. 
Well, anyways, we're not going to let him get away with this either. Mets was pretty bad in the first quarter too, or first half too, one for six. And he, again, he's the kind of player that takes these certain shots and some nights they go down and some nights they don't. And mm-hmm. unfortunately this night, it really didn't. I mean, again, another guy that was better the second half and you know, that's great. But like, you know, with him and Buddy not making shots and Tyrese turning it over, it was actually a pretty big miracle that the Kings were only down nine at the half. The I guess the the counter is that somehow the Clippers also shot pretty shit for the most part because, you know, they're also devastated by COVID. They didn't have Reggie Jackson this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just it was just one of those really ugly games. And unfortunately, the the Kings played worse. And uh, yeah, so their 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 field goal percentage, 14 of 43. That's 30, 32 point six percent in the first half, four for 18 from three, 22 percent with 11 turnovers in the first half for the Kings. And somehow, by some miracle, they were only down by down by 11. Sorry, I did my math wrong, but only down by 11. And in the second half, it kind of was this it, for the most part. Well, for, for the first half of the third quarter, it was kind of the same thing, just Ugly, ugly, ugly basketball, and it not great defense. It led to it led to the Clippers getting a 19 point lead, but you know Eric Bledsoe gets a really stupid technical foul, and it kind of keyed a run by the Kings that cut the lead to five before the uh, quarter ended, and um, yeah, um, that was basically you know the high point of the game. Uh, although it br- very briefly in the f- beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, so basically Tyrese or they, did they give, I think they gave up a bucket, but no, no, no. They got a stop. And then Tyrese comes down and gets a layup and like the Kings get a stop on the other end. The Kings are rolling right now. Tyrese attacks quick, you know, gets a bounce pass to Damian Jones. He drops the ball, leads to a bucket on the other end. And then coming back down again, he sets an illegal pick on, uh, on, on Tyrese's man and turnover. And unfortunately, I am gonna point point this out. He kind of he kind of killed he kind of killed the Kings. He's he's my guy for this for this game, unfortunately. And I could see why. And you know, yeah, we we really didn't come back from that. Uh, you know, uh, what's the word? I guess hump. <laughs> or bump but well anyways that that run was pretty deflating like let me pull up the play-by-play i believe he dropped i believe he turned it over and then yeah i led to two buckets if i remember right Mm -hmm. let me see it is espn hold on great great podcasting um great podcasting (laughs) right now cover for me for a moment well uh well other than that um you know in my opinion, I thought the rest were pretty awful in a way. I mean, he they did call on both sides, but let's just say they called like at the wrong times. I guess you could say it feel, feels like you know it, it just broke us up, uh, especially on certain runs. So there's uh, to, that. Again, to be fair though, like that third quarter run where we cut it to five. There, there were some really bad calls against the uh, against the Clippers. They got two texts during that run, the Bledsoe mm-hmm. one and then the uh, the Paul George one, where arguably it could have been a foul. But you know, it, you know, if I was a, a Clippers fan, I would say superstars need to make superstar shots. Sometimes you just gotta force it and just will your way into a bucket. And 
He just he wasn't up to the task and he got a technical foul for it. Like they were not kind to them during that run. So mm-hmm. I kind of was expecting a little bit of a of a turn in the fourth quarter. Although again, some of the calls were pretty bad. Like there was one play where Buddy Buddy made a good defensive play. He managed to get the ball on BJ Boston. He didn't get he they didn't show a replay, but just judging from the reaction and like just like from what I saw like up during live play, it was clean. And that could have let that could have led to a run out. And, you know, who knows who knows what happens from there. But, yeah, the the refs really kind of killed the flow of the game. <sighs> yeah, which is too bad. But I mean, what can you do? I mean, it was pretty even in terms of refing for both sides. So can't really do much about that. Um, other than that, let's see who else we should talk about. Uh Rashawn Holmes, I guess, while you were looking at the play-by-play, uh, like you said in the beginning, he didn't play too much. He only played almost about 17 minutes, uh, two from uh, two for free from the field, and you know four points, uh, seven rebounds. Uh, I mean, he did just come back from was it eye injury or yeah. eye surgery? Mm-hmm. Well, so, it, yeah, I, we'll call it eye procedure. It wasn't surgery, but it was a yeah. procedure. But the the reality is I don't know why he only played 17 minutes. And again, this something about this coaching staff it just seems weird to me. Like again, like but again maybe it, it is conditioning. Who knows? Like maybe they're trying to get him in the flow of stuff. Like try to slowly bring him back. But at the same time, why is Buddy playing so many goddamn minutes? Yeah, yeah. For the, I believe the first uh, first quarter, um, I don't think you were here, but uh, Rashawn did turn over the ball. Uh, quite a few times in back-to-back uh, possessions. Uh, there was a, let's just say, a bounce pass to Metu and the paint, and there was just poor communication between Metu and Rashawn, where Metu died was going to be a lob, and Rashawn did a bounce pass. So, turnover there, but uh, I learned that, yeah, Rashawn is slowly trying to come back. Uh, you could kind of tell with some of the plays that were set up, uh, but, you know, I learned that, uh, didn't really see too much of the Halburn Rashawn, uh, you know, connection uh, during the first half when he did play, and I wish we did see more of it because you know things could have changed a little better for for the better in the first half because uh, yeah we just ran a lot more Buddy and Chimezi Metu so there's that. Um, uh, again, I, I don't know what, what the de- – I mean, like, now that you mentioned about the turnovers, three turnovers in 17 minutes, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, again, it's just one of those kinds of games where I guess the Kings didn't have it, but, like, they need to find a way to will themselves into these games. And you can't have Buddy going five for 22. Like, you just can't have that. And then Tyrese with seven turnovers to end the game. Like – it's just one of those kinds of games, and it sucks because I don't think this – if I remember right, we faced the Grizzlies on Sunday, which, by the way, that's a long time before the next game. But And also, like, that game will not be easy. Like, that's probably going to be, you know, with how the Grizzlies are playing, they just seem to be more, really connected. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably another loss. Like, you have, you have to steal these wins where you can. And while the Kings – I think the Kings are out of the play-in now with this loss – Oh, the Kings are yeah. dangerously close to the bottom. I think they were like two and a half – before this game, were like two and a half games from, I believe, the seventh or eighth, seventh, sixth or seventh seed. But they were also two and a half games out of the 15th spot, which is pretty crazy. Jeez. Everything's kind of everything's kind of muddled in the middle here. And, 
yeah, the Kings better pick up their act soon. And I don't, I don't know like how this uh, protocol thing is ha- is gonna go. Like we don't, we I have no clue when De'Aaron's coming back, when Davion's coming back, when TD is coming back. They've basically just been ravaged by COVID, unfortunately, or health and safety protocols. And like the and Adam Silver has come out and said like they're not gonna pause the season, so this is just gonna be how it's gonna be. And you know, well to well to see when the reinforcements come back. The other option. Trades. Uh, uh, yeah, but hopefully since we have a, let's see, about three, four day break until, you know, Sunday's game, hopefully a couple more players or a few more players come back from health and safety protocols. But yeah, other than that, I mean, no news on trades, um, no news on, you know, players coming back besides Rashawn Holmes, which is nice. And hopefully uh, with that, we'll see more minutes from them because, you know, Rashawn, yeah, barely played compared to uh, Buddy Halburn and uh, Harrison Barnes. I would like to shout out to Halliburton for this one. 22 points and 13 assists. Um, that That's that's a great stat line. Mm-hmm. His, I think that's his fourth straight 20 and 10 game. And, I mean, it's showing that he can definitely be a lead guy. And I'm really looking forward to how him and Fox can mesh in a way where Halliburton can look to be aggressive like he was today, but like not have to score as much. Of course, he's not going to go like, I don't think he's going to go like 22 again, like when, or no, he's not going to go 20 and 10 when Fox comes back. But like that level of aggression, the level of playmaking, like can they figure it out? Mm. I feel like, how Burns should playmate more when Fox is out, and then when Fox rests, and how Burn probably will stay in for a little longer, that's when he'll start attacking more. Yeah, they need to figure out that balance because with the like you know on paper you're adding back Davion Mitchell, uh, De- De'Aaron Fox, Terrence Davis. First of all, that actually cuts into the buddy minutes, please. Um, <laughs> and like theoretically, that's a lot of firepower coming back. But like it's weird that I can't say with confidence that this that you know that makes the team better because like um, Tyrese kind of retreats back into his hole, and then De'Aaron is gonna just do his thing for the most part and i don't know like i'm really i'm really curious of how that's going to look because just a quick reminder before tyrese went down with a knee injury last year he was doing something similar to this of course not the not these numbers specifically but controlling the pace creating for others and you know doing some some resemblance of what he's doing right now like that's why i came into the came into the year like really optimistic about this pairing and so and Tyrese like is showing that he has this in him. The problem is, can he do this with Fox in the lineup? That's yeah, it's it's hard to say, but you know, yeah, hopefully that'll happen when Fox comes back. But who knows how the coaching and uh, how we'll make you know plays with this team will go. Okay, well that's it for that's all I have for this game. So. Anything else before we get into what hopefully may be our final topic? We, let, let's let, let's see. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, let's see about this game. Mm, not really. I mean, Harrison Barnes was always, you know, Mr. Reliable, but he did have four turnovers. But yeah, of course, it did lead to points, too. So there's that. Um, 
Tristan Thompson had a free. I mean, there's that too. But I, I was really hoping for that to spark the team. It kind of did. In a way. Like, but again, um, Damian Jones, I'm just, you know, you, you got to be better, man. <laughs> you cannot. There's been two games where he's kind of killed, where he's kind of killed it for me. Like, it's just, I, I get what he's there for, but I think he just gets into his own head a little bit. And, you know, just, just calm the nerves a little bit. Just try like for some reason, the pairing with him and him and Tyrese doesn't really work as well. They don't seem to. Of course, I don't. Part of it is that they don't play all that much together. But like theoretically, you would think like Halliburton would be setting him up every single play down. I don't remember a lot play with him and Damian Jones, for example. Like run some, either run some more of that or just like just. I mean, I think they do need to run just to get him in rhythm because like. Again, he drops that balance pass. It it was it was just it was deflating, and it, yeah, that basically kind of ended the game. Yeah, sadly. And you know, if we don't get any guards um, by you know Sunday, and we see more Moutier, I'm a little interested in what Moutier can bring. Even though you know it's a short with contract, ten days, but he did push the offense pretty quickly. Uh, from one end of the court to the next. So we'll see about that. I just looked up his height, and I am almost 500 times less interested now. Just Because I thought he was a 6'5 guy, but he's, oh, what he's, is only, he? he's only 6'3. He's only I mean, the issue with him has always been he can't really shoot. And he's not an incredible playmaker. Again, as a backup, like fine. Like you know, if Davion is gonna be out, if Rash- or if um, Fox is st- gonna remain out, like maybe, like we can see something there. But I don't see him in the long term plans at all. Yeah. Got too many cars as it is. And if it, if, if he is only six three, yeah, again, just infinitely less interested. Yeah, but we definitely need better rotation in terms of spacing out the time because this is is. <sighs> probably one of the worst you know amount of times i've seen uh free players have since uh pretty much last season but i mean this is probably the most i've seen i think i mean yeah doug is doug is not going to ramsey uh, it's unfortunate so like he you know justin robinson didn't even play either like he just didn't bother like again I, I i did not agree with the decision to keep to keep buddy and halliburton out there like basically they basically played the entire second half and mm-hmm. they gassed out towards the end that's oh, yeah. what happens basically if you so well again we'll, we'll see i guess what happens next game like we get some reinforcements back like will they be better and you know it, it's the game, the, the Kings are a bit in a bit of flux, and some they need to do something, and I don't know, I don't know if they're going to do it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I this morning I asked you to look up, well, actually just come up with three of your top MVP candidates. Uh, did you do that? I got one. I I was kind of mix and matched with, to be honest. Okay, um, I'm just going to have you just spitball three then. Or let's start with your one. Uh, Jokic. Okay. Uh, this is no... Do you think he's going to win it, actually? Uh, it'll be tough. I mean, if they if the Denver pulls through, you know, in a higher spot, maybe. Let's see, what, what standing are they on right now? I believe they're the four seed. Uh, they're seventh now. Jeez, they... They drop quick. 
Again, so. they, I mean, they have what they have. They basically have Jokic and some dudes. Like yeah. I, I, I never blame them for. Granted, granted, I mean, one win, they're all the way up to the fifth or sixth seed. It's, it's not a big. It's not a big gap. So yeah. So I would say Jokic, if somehow you know by the end of this season, reaches you know back to the fourth seed or around that area. Um. In the east, I would. Uh, okay, oh, so let, let, let's actually let's actually stop you because I was actually hoping for you to actually come up with three that were Jokic because we were actually going to get to uh-huh. Jokic. So there was a lot of a uh, conversation lately uh, about Jokic's MVP candidate, and basically it's the idea that so th- there's it's a three person race right now for the MVP. It's Steph Curry, um, it's Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. And and Giannis, if you want to sneak, if you want to sneak Chris Paul in there, you can too, just because they're they're so good right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're the number one seed. And basically, the, uh, Zach Lowe, you know Zach Lowe, right? Yes. Okay. If you said no, I would have been pretty. I would have been pretty <laughs> sad. Um, anyway, Zach Lowe was on a show uh, on ESPN. There's many of them. I think it's the one that replaced the jump. Um, huh. And he basically brought up the point that. Jokic, so I yeah, someone brought I think the yeah the top three as I mentioned is uh is Steph, KD, and Giannis, and mm-hmm. he basically brought up the point that it shouldn't so much be a three person race. Jokic should be in that conversation. Now to be clear, he does not say that he should win it, uh, but he says he should he should be in the top four or at least, or even the top three even. And so seeing as you actually had Jokic up there. So like I mean that that kind of kills my question for you was like do you think do you think he should be in that conversation? Uh, between those three, those are the <laughs> projected finalists, you say? Yes, and I'll I'll just quickly run through this. Uh, Phoenix is in the one seed. Uh, Golden State is in the two seed. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn is in the first seed, and uh, the Denver Nuggets are in the eighth seed. Yeah. Like I said, things may change, and I I have a feeling Nuggets can go back up um, the standings. Like I said, hopefully towards the four seed, and you know maybe it proves something to the uh, NBA that you know Jokic deserves it because you know, like you said, Jokic is pretty much playing him and whoever else there. Uh, yeah, I'm actually so like here. So that that the reason why I wanted to ask you was I want to see if you were kind of in line with what I was thinking because, at, so full disclosure, I was not a fan of the uh, the Russ winning winning MVP year. <laughs> I I thought he sh- I thought it was fair enough that he won it because he carried that team to the playoffs and he you know he had the triple double, he had the KD storyline and he was and he hit a bunch of game winners like towards the end of the season to actually kind of will them into the playoffs. So fine. Like I thought Harden should have won it that year, you know, whatever, whatever. I always think that, you know, if you're the MVP, your team has to win, you know, and you know, he is, I'm not, this is not a knock on Jokic. He's not winning. Although it's completely understandable why he's not winning. His team is completely shot. And I think his statistics are, by the way, are absolutely insane. Like his advanced numbers, he has the best plus minus 
basically since 1999. Like the best. This is uh, this is mm. I'm talking about better than Steph Curry from 2016 and better than Steph Curry this year. And I just thought it was. I mean, I I think he should definitely be in the conversation. But whether he'll win it, I don't think so. Just because unless they're in the they're in the four seed. And I don't know if they can get to the four seed, even when Jamal Murray comes back. Mm, I see. Oh, it's uh, hmm. yeah. I'd say it's hard for me to say for now, but you know, I I have faith that they can get up there. Would you be willing to put put it down to say you think that? Would you? Well, I'm not telling, asking you to put money down. Okay. I'm just saying, are you willing to make that statement right now that by the end of the season? Jokic will be the MVP. Ooh, okay. Probably not, to be honest. Oh, man. You know what? I was going to say no, but since you actually said no, I'm actually going to say yes. I think they're going to end up in the four seed. I, I see it, especially when Jamal, I, when Jamal comes back. I can see it. But, you know, Going down the list from for my next two projections was actually one of them was Steph Curry, okay. and the other one was kind of a mix because I, I was I was trying to choose one from the East, but I was like, eh, it's either Giannis. I was digging uh, someone from the Bulls, but I was like, it's from it's the a- Bulls. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Who? Who? Give I don't know. Name. That's give me a that's, name. that's the problem because uh, what you were calling from the Bulls. <laughs> what okay great okay granted they're they're good right now yeah i don't think i don't think no no sorry no i i know i know who will be but like i don't know i don't think so mm-hmm. you want me to pick it for you <laughs> sure demar de rosen probably probably yeah why would but... you bring up the bulls and you don't even know who you're gonna pick how's That's that even my... possible that's why I was trying to pick one from the East and between, you know, the three teams, Brooklyn, Chicago, and Milwaukee, I was why, like, mm. why not? K- why not KD actually? Just didn't, that, pick, just um, didn't think of him or just didn't think of him too much. I guess that is, that is disappointing. They're the first seed. Indeed They're, they are. <laughs> man, this was a failure of an exercise. Like, man, you, what, the bulls. I mean, great. I know they're the second seed, but the Bulls. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not hot. Like this was worse. This is worse than you're picking picking the Lakers to win in the bubble, even though you've been like saying, "Oh, I love the Heat." It's like what? Ah uh, man. Although uh, I will say I'm overreacting, but like th- th- that probably like yeah, they should have someone in the on the MVP discussion. I think I really do think that Demar should probably get a little bit of love there, but. He's not going to just because they're I don't know, they're just not no one really believes in them, if that makes any sense. Mm. Do you believe in them? Well, you know what? You know what? Since you picked the fools, do you believe they can make a run in the playoffs? I believe they will at least make it to the second round. To the second round. I don't yeah, it always depends on who they face. Uh depending on, you know, towards the end of the season, whatever, if they drop or somehow stay the same in the standings. So I guess we'll see. So far, if they did stay in a second, they will play potentially the Sixers. 
Um, they'll yes, they'll place the Sixers. This is theoretical, by the way, but I feel like the Bulls could beat the Sixers. You know what? I'm going to press you more on this. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 okay. So there's three teams that I think are probably going to be better than the, the most. I wouldn't say most definitely because it's pretty all over the place. Can they beat the Bucks? No, I think Giannis would overpower them. Yeah, you want to see you want to see a uh, what's it called? Vucevic guard. Although you want to see Vucevic guarding him? Definitely not. <laughs> Although I think it'll end up being probably. Oh, I would have said like Caruso and uh, Caruso and what's the what's the other one? Lonzo Ball to guard him, but that th- those are the two guys that normally would guard would guard like their best perimeter guys, but. Giannis is too big for them, so I don't think yeah. that will work. But um, okay, um, what about Miami? Miami, I feel like will go up. I think those they might go to the fourth seed, in my opinion. So do you think that? Oh, well, let's just say they play the Bulls. They beat. Do they? Do you think the no. Bulls beat them? Really, I would actually give them a pretty good chance to beat the Bulls. The Bulls, I don't really believe in. Or no, no, not the Bulls. The uh, the Heat. I don't really believe in them. All that much. Wait, you don't believe in the Heat or the Bulls? I don't believe in either. I, well, I don't think I don't think the Heat can beat the Bulls. If, well, I think Chicago can beat the Heat, if that makes any sense. Yeah, as much as I like Miami, and I did choose them to be, you know, one of the people to look or one of the teams to look forward to. When I do not remember did, this, did I'm, gonna, do- I'm gonna I'm gonna press you on this just because like you never pick the Heat for anything. I'm pretty sure we uh, did a, like a discussion in the beginning of the season where it's like, oh, top, uh, I forgot, top five teams to look forward to that we were looking forward to. You might have, but I don't think you, I don't think you said they would do anything. The Heat? Yes. Really? Oh, you'll have to, you'll have to actually listen to this one. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to keep pressing you on this. All right. The worst out of the bunch. Apparently, no MVP candidates on this team. The Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get flamed for that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna haunt you for the rest of the time until the playoffs happen. And that that you, you said the Bulls have an MVP candidate. <laughs> the Bulls. Okay. Yeah, at least you got Jokic right. That's something. Oh yeah. And Maybe- Steph. <laughs> But that's about it. <laughs> I don't know. The Bulls cancel everything out for me, for you. It's just, <laughs> what? That would have been the last team. I, I don't. I, again, I'm shitting on the Bulls way too much. But it's like, oh wow, I, that was that would have been the last team I would have ever predicted. You say? Yeah, I, I guess we shall see. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> um, so you you don't think Jokic will win the MVP by the end of the year? It'll be tough. I mean, by the sounds of, you know, the three projected that you have said, I mean, they're they're playing some of the best basketball of their um, careers, to be honest. Okay, to be fair, Steph is having a bit of a down year. The team has been amazing, and he's a big part of that. He's having a bit of a down year statistically. Mm-hmm. Do you think that helps Jokic as well, that's a easy. That's a dumb question. Uh, <laughs> um, that, that do you think that helps uh, Jokic's chances? Uh, maybe a little, but I don't know. Do you think? 
I guess whoever you know votes for the MVP uh, will look at Steph's um, what you call it NBA record for free points as a consideration. Unfortunately, I think that will be. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think it should. Like it should be more based on just how he played. By the way, he's been shooting like shit from three lately. So there, there's also that. But like I, you know what? I'm gonna put down Jokic as probably the one to win it. Okay. I think K, I think KD should be number two and mm-hmm. over Steph, honestly, because with the with the workload that he's been carrying, he is the only reason why that team is still even remotely good. And now he's in health and safety protocols. Like they're down to they're down to David Duke Jr. playing thirty minute thirty eight minutes a game now. Like that that's the point they've got they've gotten to, and I just think like KD should get more love. I like see. I know I know he's like second, but I think he should be over Steph, honestly. Mm. Okay, well that that went on that conversation went on for way longer <laughs> uh, than I would have ever expected. But yes, um, you know, very very passionate Bulls fan. Uh, Fong has you know. You, you learn something new about him. I've known you for many years. I did not know you were such a. I did not know you you were that high on the Bulls this year. MVP uh, MVP team. Yep, I I guess we'll see. But yeah, I gotta check up on that uh, Miami thing uh, that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. We'll talk about it next episode. And uh, you better you better come you better come in. You know pack with some ammo about the bulls as well i'm gonna be i'm gonna be pressing you on that too i'm probably gonna forget all about it to be honest you, you, you know what i might you know what i might create a trivia a tri- i might do a trivia quiz with you about this year's bulls oh boy be, be ready we're study up on the bulls a little bit we got yeah. we got time before the next game so we can, we can do this oh boy yeah i'm i definitely know the bulls sarcastic comment you didn't you didn't pick Kevin Durant. I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, that will be the end of this episode. Uh we won't be seeing we won't be coming back until Sunday. And uh that will be past Christmas. So everybody, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah if you're if you're you know, if you're into that. Um and yeah, hopefully you have a great holiday season and you know, we'll be coming back to you guys just before the new year, but so we won't say happy new year yet. But happy holidays and stay safe, everyone. Um, the virus is still very much at large with the amount of people out. And hopefully mm-hmm. you guys do have a good holiday season. Stay safe out there. Yep. Happy holidays. I think my career is over with this. And I guess we'll see you guys later. I will drag your dead bull's body out of the grave to make fun <laughs> of you for this. You'll, you're never going to live this down. <laughs> I know. I'm. Uh, happy yeah, holidays, we'll everyone. Yeah, happy holidays.